but yeah, so I just want to like end this to talk about like everyone's, um, you know, really worried about this, but I really don't, I think it's a lot of fear mongering, a lot of like political posturing. I really don't think there's a real threat right now. Um, if that changes, we'll make an update episode, I guess. Um, <laughs> Nuclear fallout buy, episode two. <laughs> buy your iodine pills now. That, that'll be the title. That'll be the title. <laughs> buy iodine pills now. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Apoptosis going mad, my liver's gonna fail Maybe it's from the radium I use to paint my nails Well say you hate me, carbon date me, throw me in the sea I'll be back with time because I'm made of stardust and chemistry A stardust and chemistry Hello and welcome to Cowboy Chemistry. My name is Dylan Gardner. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm a PhD candidate at Texas Tech. My guest today is uh, Aaron Durbin, uh, a local comedian and government accountant, but I can't be specific on what kind of accounting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something for the government. I just, uh, we don't, we're not supposed to talk about our jobs. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, the whole idea is not to have like a lot of attention drawn to the organization or anything. So Mm. just... Bland government accountant. Works. Okay. <laughs> but you're not like part of the DOD or something. No, no, it's not like special ops secret stuff or anything. <laughs> like, it's not like a hidden 9 11 agenda stuff or. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, welcome. How are you doing today? Doing good. Mm-hmm. Bit tired, but uh, you know, that's typical. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's tired. <laughs> it's, it's Tuesday. Feels like yeah. it's like. Thursday, I don't know. Yeah, you know, really. you know, it's bad when it's Tuesday and you're just feeling. You're just like, I've got three more days of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I messed up my schlink line, which any chemist listening knows what a schlink line is. But I sucked a reaction up into it, and so now it's like coated in gunk because uh, you like use a vacuum and like so it sucked sucked all the liquid back up the tubing. And I'm like, dang it, now I gotta clean it. <laughs> I told my advisor, she was like, ah, uh, you really, you really had to use titanium chloride that's what you had to suck up there <laughs> it's like okay so my day's not going great either but i think the reaction worked and that's all that matters there you go but yeah i think it's it's not a week for anybody um but yeah so what do you know about um the war in ukraine um i know what's happening <laughs> yeah I, I, it's it's crazy because for it seems like it's not very televised and you figure you'd be able to see everything and i guess you just mm-hmm. got to go deeper into reddit or something to find like real stuff but it seems like the uh just the big media and stuff just just real small parts you never mm-hmm. see the war actually happening it's always the aftermath right and it just seems like it seemed like even like when it was like beirut and stuff you like saw missiles hitting buildings and stuff like that but mm-hmm. uh, i don't know like and I know uh, I didn't know that they were like the like largest producer of grain or whatever, mm-hmm. and so that being shut down, causing like uh, problems for food all across you know the world. But mm-hmm. but that, uh, yeah, I know it's still going. Uh, I know things are happening, and and uh, so supposedly some war crimes are coming out now and stuff, finding like graves and stuff of uh, yeah, like uh, mass graves and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, from the jump, I think a lot of um, there's been a lot of accusations of targeting civilian sites 
yeah, and there's definitely been more evidence coming out of like, like you said, mass graves and other things like that. Because um, as Ukraine is getting gaining more territory and reclaiming a lot of these areas, um, they're finding a lot more evidence of of what would be considered a war crime. But um, yeah, I didn't really want to talk about that side of it um, because this is a podcast about chemistry and not war crimes. But somehow we keep talking about war crimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, I, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about, like, some of the uh, targeting of nuclear power plants in Ukraine, specifically the Zaphrodesia nuclear power plant. Of course, like, the word nuclear gives, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, nuclear. You know, it, it gives a, a special kind of, like, anxiety, especially if you link it with accidents, nuclear accidents, nuclear meltdowns, nuclear weapons, everyone. It, it, they're very high anxiety yeah. words. Especially Chernobyl, you know. Like Chernobyl. Fremont Island, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, and so right now it's even worse with the war in Ukraine because there's constant threats and constant information going out about um, attacks on the nuclear power plant, and then nuclear. Um, you know, Vladimir Putin has been threatening, threatening to use nuclear weapons in Ukraine, and you know, in Ukraine especially, there's a long list of Soviet Russian nuclear industry accidents. Um, you know, of course, the West and the East. You know, you mentioned Three Mile Island. You know. Ukraine is not the only place yeah. to have a major nuclear accident. Fukushima, um, like mm-hmm. that was a big one. Yeah, F- Fukushima was not as big as um, Chernobyl or Three Mile Island, mm. but um, yeah, because um, Fukushima is more of a, was more modern of a plant than the other ones. So, but yeah, so but like the 1986 Chernobyl accident is like the nuclear accident that everyone knows about. Like if I were to ask someone, you know, what do you know about? Three Mile Island, they probably wouldn't really know anything, right? Yeah. They might know it took place in Pennsylvania, that kind of stuff. But like Chernobyl, they're like, yeah, Chernobyl, there's a TV show about yeah, it, you know? Like, I, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm watching that. I'm just like, I'm not in the mood to watch a Chernobyl TV show, <laughs> you know? So like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's dark. Um, I thought they did a good job of it. Um, it's actually kind of from the, a scientist's point of view, if you watch mm-hmm. the show. Um, and they talk a lot about like the actual people a lot like the people that made the situation better because there was a bunch of um russian miners that had to like dig into the mountain into the area to like help do something that i don't remember but like it focused a lot on like the individual people that were like that sacrificed a lot or like people because like there was a lot of secrecy with chernobyl right like everyone everyone around chernobyl knew that something was going on they knew radiation was leaking from the plant and the or i should say the ussr was like nothing's wrong yeah nothing's wrong everything's fine do not look here there's nothing going <laughs> you on you see like the the rich people leaving the town it's like something's going on <laughs> yeah because they saw everyone evacuating cuz they i mean they got the rich people out but also like they got i mean everyone had to yeah. leave they started killing all the animals in the area like they Took they there was something going on and people knew it. Um, it was just a question of what was going on and because of the secrecy, I think it made everything even worse. Um, so they tried to take care of everything in house when it could have been made much better if they had just like communicated with people outside of the Soviet Union. And so part of this is like how I, I what I wanted to do today too is like. St- I cannot stress enough that what happened in Chernobyl is not happening in Zaphrodesia. Well, that's good. That is not what's <laughs> happening. You know, there, there are anxieties about something happening there. Um, and a lot of it has been heavily monitored by the international community. It's not like as secret as it was before. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that kind of stuff. And then about the threat of nuclear weapons and like what is realistic? What what are we looking at as far as that goes? Because I think there's... A, a lot of people, like I saw one article that was like, we're now three steps away from nuclear disaster. 
<laughs> the next Hiroshima or whatever. <laughs> I, you know, they think it's basically like nuclear doomsday where we all launch the nukes. We are not at that point yet. We are not three steps away. I don't know what three steps. What three steps? Yeah, DefCon like, three. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like we are. There's a lot of rhetoric going around, but it's not. <laughs> it's not like. You know, we're, we're ready to press the button. No one's pressing any buttons yet, you know. So let's talk about the Zephyrdesia plant first. Um, so it's in southeast Ukraine, and it's actually the largest nuclear power plant in Europe. So it's actually a really big deal. It's um, among the top 10 largest in the world. Um, it was actually built by the Soviet Union, and it was operated by uh, Energoatom, which was the Ukrainian's um, national... It's kind of like their Department of Energy, so Department of Energy... Mm-hmm. Here in the United States, operates all the nuclear power plants. So, Energro Atom is the one that does the same thing in Ukraine. Um, and there's three other nuclear power stations, but they're not in occupied territories. So, that's Russian controlled territory right now, or like at, like today? Do we know if like the power plant yeah, the itself? Power plant yes, itself. yes, it's, it's still, still Russian still controlled. Russian. But it's it's being controlled by Russia right now. But it's still operated by the Ukrainian staff. So right now it's basically a mil- military occupied area. And so um, there's reports of like the staff that operates the nuclear power plant being held at gunpoint while they oh, do yeah. their job. So that's not good. Um, and which was one of the concerns, you know, like if you have. Um, the, like the staff and their ability to do their job is a big part of nuclear safety. And so that was one of the first things that people were like, you need to stop doing that. Let the staff do their job. Stop taking people. Because they they also, um, like October 1st, they detained like the main director of the power plant. And the um, international agency that um, monitors that was like, no, you have to release him. <laughs> he needs yeah. to run the power plant. Are all power plants plants considered like HROs, like high risk organizations? I don't, I don't know. What is considered like, a high risk organization? Um, hospitals and uh, like oil fields and so, like oil rigs, like oil sites. Because if you make like a small mistake, it could literally mean life of life or death for someone. Then yeah, I would. Con- it would probably be considered that. Right. Um, they're not tip- so like they're typically military targets, but they're not military targets because like so one of the things too is that the attack on these power plants. The, this is the first time that people someone has attacked a nuclear power plant like in a war scenario, and so that's really unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Just Do you have a question? question. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I think it is. It is considered a high risk organization, but not the same level. So they usually build these things out to withstand earthquakes and natural disasters and stuff like that. They, they have not been built to handle missile strikes. Yeah. <laughs> so like if a missile hit like the reactor, would that would be like devastating or. So no, bec- or, so not really because to a certain extent, they at least depends on when they were built too. because some of the more modern ones are um, encased in like lead and steel. So if it like got hit by a plane, cause now they're trying to start to build them towards terror attacks mm-hmm. to, to withstand terror attacks. So um, some of the newer ones are a little bit better. So like it's, they're more contained in a big shell. Um, so if they get attacked, they're okay-ish. Um, the bigger concern is if they lose power, which is ironic because it's a power plant. But, like, if they lose power that operates the cooling system, that's how you get a meltdown. Okay. So that, That's kind of what happened at Fukushima, right? The, mm-hmm. ty- the typhoon or whatever just knocked it out, and then the was it the reactor got too hot and couldn't? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that that's the issue, and that was the issue in Chernobyl with the meltdowns. Um, yeah, so the more the bigger issue is that they run out of power. Um 
Now, so because it's being internationally monitored, um, they've actually, so it's monitored by the International Atomic Energy Agency is the international organization that monitors it. And so they have been monitoring this situation and working with the people there. So like even the, they're the ones who basically were the one that are, are always making the statements like you have to let the director go. And yeah. Russia's like, okay. <laughs> uh, because at this, you know, they talk about all the time about like what Russia is doing around the facility. So they know what's happening. And so um, for a while they were trying to operate the facility under the occupation, but now they have um, shut down the facility completely. They call, they call it a cold shutdown. So there was six reactors there, and then it was down to like two. And then in September 11th, on September 11th, they actually shut down all of them. Okay. So there's like zero risk of them being. So does that mean like the now. whole area doesn't have power now? So now the uh, now it's shut down. A very little power, I think, because so the power plant itself actually um, supplied a fifth of the Ukraine's energy supplies, and so that area, but the area it supplied is actually a lot of the Russian occupied areas so it's the russian occupied areas that kind of have no power so yes there is less and they actually also took a um, thermo power plant like the ones that use coal um and that one was shut down like immediately because once it was captured they just stopped sending it coal and so (laughs) they were like well can't run that one anymore yeah so they have not done very good and um but yeah i just wanted to like let people know like yes anxiety about it but they've shut they, they've been monitoring the international atomic agency energy agency has been monitoring it from the beginning and so now that they've shut it down there's very little things to worry about there now it's okay so if like say a bomb hits it or something now it's not gonna be a big deal because it's shut down we're not gonna get into a meltdown situation exactly but yeah and so i now the threat is that putin is going to use nuclear weapons Right. So, because he keeps saying that he's going to use nuclear weapons to defend his territories that he has annexed illegally. Yeah. If you had to put a number on it, what would you say is the likelihood that we would enter a nuclear war with Russia right now? Um, if we were saying like one out of ten, ten being it happening, I would say, I would say like a three, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I don't think, I don't think there's a lot to gain from him actually using nuclear weapons. I think it's just more of an empty threat. Mm-hmm. And probably, I, I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't think the international community would really stand up for that either. So, but yeah, I mean, definitely the international community is not going to stand for it. Um, have you seen Elon Musk's solution to the Ukraine Buying on Twitter? Twitter? Yeah, I think he bought Twitter today. So <laughs> did he actually buy Twitter? I think I think so. Yeah, uh, I knew they were like trying to force him to do it. But no, he put out a, a tweet about it. Do you see his tweet on Ukraine? Let me look, let me look it up so I can quote it. Um, but Ukraine's, um, Ukraine's ambassador, one of Ukraine's ambassadors to, I think France gave a beautiful, um, response that I wanted to read because I thought it was great because I, I would at least like to say that Ukraine's leaders, um, are very well-spoken in my opinion. They do not mess around. <laughs> um, yes, he did buy Twitter. Because he said, buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, this everything app. I don't know what that means, but... I don't know. I guess if you have stock in Twitter, it's a good day for you. I mean, should we we bleep his name so that we don't all get kicked off of Twitter? You think I'll get kicked off of Twitter? I mean, I just think that he has a tendency to uh, excommunicate people that don't agree with him. 
But I thought the whole point of him buying Twitter was to open yeah, that free speech. Yeah, he's a big speech. liar. <laughs> he's a big fat liar. <laughs> but, like, even if we bleep his name, I think everyone knows who bought Twitter. <laughs> that is true. Um, We'd have to cut the whole conversation. We'll cut, we'll cut it out. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he said, oh, did he, he redid it, I guess. But he, he tried to say that basically, um, get, oh, here it is. Uh, redo elections of the annex region under UN supervision instead of Russia. Because Russia did that vote to see who in the Ukraine wanted to be, in the occupied oh, yeah. versions of re- regions of Ukraine wanted to be part of Russia. It was like 95% said, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be Russian. I'm sure that's pretty um, accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, of course... Yeah, is a sham. Crimea, uh, uh, Elon then said Crimea is formally a part of Russia as it has been since 1783, uh, which is, if you know anything about Crimea, that's completely wrong. Uh, water supply to Crimea, Crimea uh, assured, and then Ukraine remains neutral, so he doesn't get to join NATO. That's that's his solution. And then the I can't find it to quote it exactly, but he basically said "F you" is my most di- diplomatic answer. <laughs> one, of the, <laughs> one of the um ambassadors, and I just thought that was so funny. He's just <laughs> just on Twitter, "F you, Elon Musk," and I was like, "Yes, good." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I feel like Ukrainians don't miss mince words at all. Any anyone in their government is just like, "Yeah, this is what we're gonna say." I don't, yeah. I'm not gonna censor anything I have to say. But um, anyway. He keeps making, Putin keeps making uh, nuclear threats. So, you know, people are like passing out iodine pills, which is like, do you know what iodine pills are for? Like what uh, they do in the case of nuclear fallout? What if they block like uh, the irradiation or something? Kind of. So um, one of the biggest cancers that you get when you've been exposed to nuclear fallout is um, radiation to your, um, what is this called? Like esophagus? No. Throat? Um, <laughs> Neck. Uh, <laughs> neck. Thyroid. Uh, thyroid. You get thyroid cancer from iodine. Um, radioactive iodine is one of the biggest fallout things. Um, the other one that you have to worry about is strontium. So iodine goes to your uh, thyroid, which is in your neck. And I kept pointing at my neck because I was just <laughs> like, I know it's right here. Um, and then uh, strontium goes to your bones. So strontium is very much like calcium. So it replaces the calcium in your bones and you get bone cancer. Um, or you get the iodine goes to your thyroid and you get thyroid cancer. And so you can actually take iodine preemptively. So if you see a mushroom cloud, you should take iodine because then it'll block. People describe it as like a parking lot. So if you park iodine in all your little parking spots and it's full, then the radioactive iodine can't park in those parking spots. And then you just, it just goes right on through you. It's like Mr. Burns. He has everything. It's like every disease. It's like nothing can get through the door. Mr. Burns, is that from? It's from The Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. 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 (laughs) I didn't know that every disease. He's like, you have everything, Mr. Burns. And he's like, I'm indestructible. He's like, no, that's not what I mean. (laughs) I mean, they, it hasn't killed him yet, so arguably he is indestructible yeah. then. If he's not dying from those things, wasn't there like a superhero whose only power was like to not die? I, I guess that's so. Deadpool. Yeah, but that's not the one I was thinking of. There's one that's like really depressing who keeps trying to kill himself. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's also Deadpool. Andor. Well, no, um, the Wolverine did die. Yeah, which I actually really liked that, which is really weird. But the the Wolverine dying, uh, he died of heavy metal poisoning because his bones are made of metal. That makes sense. I thought it was because he really liked corn. Like <laughs> well, the, band. Okay, the metal. Never mind. <laughs> his antimantian claws killed him. Yeah, it's basically like 
the only he's the only one who would ever survive getting the animantium in his body because he had that healing factor or whatever um but then it slowed down his healing factor and so he eventually died that's how it worked didn't the whole like the hulk tries to kill himself right probably but he can't i know he shot himself into space or no he didn't shoot himself into space tony stark shot him into space i think or it depends on if you're talking about mcu or what version (laughs) strictly the movies i don't read (laughs) or wait no in the movies he did launch himself didn't he? I don't remember. I can't remember. There's so many of those movies right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Tony Stark or he did it to himself. Well, he tells this little story in it where he's like, I tried to eat a bullet, but the other guy spit it out. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, I do remember that's right, that. That's right. That's right. That's uh, right. You're right. Cause, um, depressed Hulk. Depressed Hulk. And then, like, She-Hulk. Have you seen She-Hulk yet? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. It's a lawyer show. It, it's like... It's a procedural. It's a procedural. It's a procedural, but with superheroes. Like she, she start. She is the lead of a superhero division of like law. So it's like drop dead diva, but the Hulk. Yes. She's like defending Colossus because he said some kind of anti-Semitic thing or something. <laughs> uh, the first one he she does is um, oh what is that creature called? The Abomination, I think, is what it's called. Is that anything like the abominable snowman? Yeah, abomination. He's he's uh, like a the anti Hulk. So like he's another Hulk kind of creature who's like he's a human and then he morphs into this big creature mm-hmm. who can't control himself. Um, and so he gets put in this like high her, his like her like first defendant right that she has to defend is this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he was broken out by Wong, the like guy from yeah the the ring. Uh... Whatever the Doctor Strange guy, the Doctor Strange guy who becomes like the magic oh, magic supreme. Yeah. yeah, that guy breaks him out of prison to like do an illegal fight ring. <laughs> and, but yeah, it's uh, like bum fights, but it's Hulk. <laughs> yeah, it's bum fights, but it's <laughs> it's, it's abomination versus a monk. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Wong breaks him out, and so she has to find Wong through the internet and like tweets him or something and gets him to show up. To say that, that he broke the abomination out of jail and that the abomination should now get parole because he didn't break himself out and he came back. He came back to jail. And that shows that he's a good person. <laughs> <laughs> but it also shows that he's kind of a dummy. Like, yes. He yes. goes back to prison. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's honestly he regretful. He's remorseful. Yeah. He's remorseful. He's got seven call. girlfriends now who bought him land. Well. Because he's so big. Seven seven soulmates that bought him land. That's, that's where a different kind live. of case, though. Then we start talking about polygamy. And <laughs> right. soul, it's a religious ceremony, okay? <laughs> but yeah, so he's like, yes, I have my seven soulmates that are going to keep me in line. And look, I can turn into the abomination and not lose my mind. It's like the whole... That, that's his defense. He's, and like, he's like, put I'm me on the I'm now with all these women. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the end, he leave, he leaves them. He doesn't stay with those women. And I'm like, come on. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. They actually stayed with you. I they were your soulmates. They were your soulmates. But yeah. Yeah, the end, it's like shows them like chasing after the parole bus. He's leaving the compound on the parole bus and they're like crying, chasing after him. What's it called? <laughs> Is it like a, it's like a harem or whatever? Is that a harem? I don't know. A harem of women. A harem oh, of yeah. women. Yeah. So all his hoes are one in one area code. Is that on the same land? Okay, never mind. Um, is that, that's a reference that's I don't the, understand. That's ludicrous. the uh, ludicrous logic there. Oh, is it ludicrous? <laughs> he's, he's got a song that says "I got hoes in different area codes." Oh, and at the end of the song, he just names all these area codes. Yeah. I don't he think he ever he drops the eight hundred six. I know. Yeah, like he, does, he didn't drop any of the area codes no, I've ever he's got lived. No hoes here. So. No hoes here. Well, 
I think he, I think Houston. I think he dropped Houston. You should do like a, a food map, but it's like I'm only going to visit the cities where Ludacris had all his hoes. <laughs> but uh, the Ukraine, continue, please. Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so people are like, oh, um, Putin's gonna gonna nuke the Ukraine. There's many reasons why he's not gonna do that. The first main reason is like how launching nukes work in russia so like in the united states the president says launch the nukes and someone yeah. presses a button and it you goes. gotta have two keys right there's two keys yeah but like <laughs> turned at the same time <laughs> it, there's a lot less checks and balances for like who presses the button like there's mm-hmm. it's very direct um whereas in russia you have he has putin has to tell a general to go launch the nukes and then that guy has to go find people that will go press the buttons in the silos to launch all the individual nukes that they have. Um, and anyone along that chain can say no. So then they have to find another guy oh, who's okay. willing to press the button. And they probably won't for many reasons. One, if you look at the re- war in Ukraine, right, um, you can tell that their infrastructure is not very good. Not Ukraine. Russia's infrastructure is not very good. They had tanks that were not working. They had tanks running out of fuel. There's guys without proper equipment like guns and ammo and stuff draft people now like yeah they're drafting people and not giving them any training and just sending them on out there um but yeah a lot of the soldiers that were captured from russia were also saying that like they thought they were there to like liberate the liberate ukraine um and then they get there and ukrainians are shooting at them because they're trying to defend their country so like i feel like they have not properly uh prepared their soldiers for this war at all in many ways but specifically the infrastructure right so all this equipment that stops working that's probably the same thing in the nuclear silos right so what are the odds that they actually launch versus the odds of them blowing up on the platform yeah yeah because i mean we haven't really since what japan those those are the last like nuclear yeah like bombs that actually blew up yeah i mean people do missile tests and stuff like that but like nobody's actually like done like a nuclear missile on someone since then correct or to actually that actually fired on a target yeah. yeah so those are the only ones that have been fired in in a wartime that that has hurt hurt people in that way like in a military sense because like we we didn't get to do the episode where we talked about the nuclear testing that the united states did and russia did a lot of nuclear testing um from like 1945 to like the 19 i think the last ones were in the 90s i think or okay. no because they went subcritical at one point. But the the actual, they actually did do testing from, like, the, the end of the 1940s to, like, 1960s of live mm-hmm. nuclear weapons. And those were tests. Um, and they definitely affected human beings. But they we did not, in a war sense, go bomb another place. Like yeah, they, nobody's used one in, like, a tactical war. Exactly. Weapon, so... Yeah, so out yeah, there have been a lot of nuclear tests where we have gone critical and, and detonated these bombs. But, like, not in a military conflict. And those ones that we dropped in Japan are actually the ones that Putin is saying is precedent. You know, United States set the precedent by bombing Japan at that time. And so he has the right to use nuclear weapons now. And that's really apples to oranges because the bombs that we had then are nowhere close to the kind of yield and devastation that we could do with nuclear the nuclear bombs we have today so like that's not the same thing um and he knows it but like he's just saying the the u.s the u.s did it first so we can do it we've got our own fat man and little boy that we can drop on somebody yeah so um but i really don't think that they're gonna launch the intercontinental missiles and even the even the like head 
nuclear people in the United States are like, there is no indication that they have changed their nuclear stance in any way other than just to say that they will do it. Like, they've they've been saying that they'll do it more, but the actual, like, procedural changes to, like, man the stations and do all the things that would, like, make it possible to actually launch weapons, they've not done any of that. So, so far, it's just been talk. And that's why I'm like, what two steps? What two steps are we from nuclear war? Like, other than, I don't know. I just thought that was a weird way to say that. Um, do you have a question? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke about dancing. Two-stepping? Yeah. Two-stepping. <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. That's all I have. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so if, the, if, if, if Russia does use a nuclear weapon, they'll use what's called tactical nuclear weapons. So both the United States and Russia have like 5,000 nukes is what we say. But they actually have technically more than that because there is an unknown number of tactical nukes that both sides have. Um, tactical nukes are much smaller. They're the kind that like are on little tiny missile ro- launchers that you can like drive to the battlefield or they're in submarines. So... More likely, Russia would use one of those if they're going to use any at all. And I still don't think they're going to do that, because if they use that in Ukraine, the way the wind blows, it's going to bring it right into Belarus. And Belarus is a Russian ally. So if they nuke—and also, like, Moscow's, like, right there, too. So if the wind changes direction goes that way, then they're, 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 all the fallout's going to Moscow. I just yeah. don't see it happening. Because, yeah, but most of it's going to go into Belarus, and then— Belarus has like been Russia's only ally for for forever. <laughs> so, I just don't see them nuking their only ally. Yeah, I guess like the uh I guess the tactical nukes will have the same kind of radiation that a regular nuke would have. It's not like you can not like you could uh they haven't found a way to where they can use a nuke where it doesn't have as much fallout after it explodes. It's still, still going to be kind of land you can't use for like hundreds of years or whatever. So there's no like diet nukes. Not really. In terms of fallout, not really. I mean, they're much smaller yield is what they are. So there'd be less fallout, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. But this also this idea of like, oh, well, this land is unusable. It's unusable to humans. So like the land that is Chernobyl is like now one of the biggest nature reserves in, in Europe. Like, there are animals that still survive there. There's actually black frogs. So like the same species of frogs that were in that area that were once green, they've turned black because... They've melanated to protect themselves from uh, radiation. So, like, nature will adapt. Like, it's not... That's another thing. Like, people are very much like, oh, nuclear war, we're going to devastate everything. It's like, no. (laughs) Things will survive. (laughs) Just not us. Just not (laughs) us. (laughs) Just the only thing that matters to us. But there's this um, TV show on... I think it's still on Netflix called The 100 about... um, Basically, they nuke the whole world. Like, everybody gets nuked, yeah. but there's, like, certain people that get to go off into space or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're starting to run out of oxygen in their, like, space station. Yeah, so they yeah. decide to send all these children prisoners to the planet Earth to see if it's, like, inhabitable again. So they come down and they try to figure out, like, is there still radiation? But there's, like, there's plants, there's nature, there's uh, some animals. They're trying to figure out, like, is it okay for them to to live there mm-hmm. and that it does prove like a lot of humans couldn't survive it but there are humans that still live there because they did they uh some of them altered their there's this one lady who altered her genetic code mm-hmm. to kind of make her invincible to radiation right well, well should have done that from the beginning you know? right <laughs> yeah um 
Yeah, I remember that show because too, like the people that were on the space station, the reason they could still survive in the irradiated Earth was because they were in space for so long, and so like space yeah. has more radiation. Yeah. So they were still exposed to a lot of radiation, and then that made them immune to the radiation on the ground. Now I didn't know yeah, how that because there were people that were <laughs> that had survived on the planet Earth, but they were like in basically a bunker, and they couldn't go outside without specialized suits. Yeah, but there were, like, actual people there, too, that yeah. were, like, on the ground that were not in bunkers. Yeah, because they were all, like, um... Oh, they were the genetically altered ones? Well, there was one There was one that was genetically they altered, like the and they chuds. kind of, like, they kind of <laughs> spread it out. So they call it, like, they call it a night blood, and they all have, like, they all have black blood. So when you said the thing about black frogs, I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm sure it's not connected. <laughs> um, yeah, that was probably just some sci-fi nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, but, I love how Netflix is so big, I've never heard of the show. Well, it used to be on, um... <laughs> it's like... CBS, CBS? Is that the one for the kids? Like, no, it's not CBS. It was on, uh, what is the show that's like... PBS? No, it's not for, it's not like that. It's not for little children. I'm gonna cut this whole thing out so I don't sound like an idiot. NBC. It's the same channel that has, like, all the teenager shows on. WB. Freeform. WB. Okay. Yes, it was a WB show. Warner Brothers? No, there's like CW. a... CW. It was like, there used to oh, be... Oh, the, the CW. W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there used to be the WB, and there used to be CW, and I think they combined. And UPN, they all combined into one thing. So I guess it's called it was CW. CW it was, yeah, it was a CW. I think okay. there's still like the little logo um, in the corner of the show, but it's very good. It, it does have the whole kill the gays thing, which I hate, but... What do you mean the kill show. the gays thing? There's like, uh, there's, well, there's several gay characters, but like the main gay character... Uh, like right after she like right after she like consummates her relationship with the, the uh, with the main character, <laughs> um, she gets shot. Mm. She dies. Who so, is that? Um, so the main character is Clark, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she falls in love with Lexa, who is the head of the tribe of like the seven tribes or whatever. Okay, and then Lexa, Lexa dies? gets shot. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because I was gonna say she, like she does kind of come back in like a spiritual sense. There's like this computer program. It's a whole thing, but she's like dead, dead. I remember the Australian she, show, like, The Tribe, and there was a bunch of kids. Yeah, but she <laughs> she lives on because there's like this the the reason they have like these night bloods, these specific people that are kind of impervious. Uh, to all radiation and stuff is because they had to alter their blood to take on this like AI. Mm. So like her spirit lives on in the AI. Mm. If that's the case, then the blood's probably black because of like nanoparticles or something. Probably. Is that is that the explanation in the I, show? Is that why know. the frogs are black? I was just no. really caught up in the, <laughs> <laughs> the frogs. The frogs are black f- because of melanin. That yeah, mm. yeah. Theoretically, like if people survived, we'd all. We would all also be melanated. So, like, we would be, we would all be black. We'd all be, be black. We'd all be way cooler. This is a very cheery subject. So, mm-hmm. it's good we have breaks to talk about television. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, I just wanted to talk, talk about that. And because um, people keep asking my opinion on this nu- the nuclear war because I'm a nuclear chemist. So, people are like, oh, God, uh, we're going to all die of, of nuclear war. And I'm like, probably not. Yeah, I mean, history, like. I mean, since we haven't had a nuclear, like, attack from anyone, you know, mm-hmm. you figure even, like, a terrorist would have gotten, like, a nuclear missile. I feel pretty good just that we're probably not going to have any any kind of nuclear attacks anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it seems like they're pretty well protected. Mm-hmm. So is it just, like, people that you knew, that you know kind of tangentially just messaging you in the middle of the night, Dylan, are we all going to die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, 
like anybody who I know that is like really watches the news a lot. You mm-hmm. know, like my mom watches the news a lot. Those kind of anybody like that has been like, well, what do you think's gonna happen? Should I start buying iodine pills? Like what? Do you- <laughs> um, but iodine pills are not a bad thing to have, right? No. Uh, but do they if- expire? Don't you have those for like know. purifying water? Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. That's can that's you what just I'm like, thinking of iodine pills. So. Can you take them basically like a vitamin? You could to mm-hmm. like build it up in your system. Yeah. Is um, it gonna like hurt you if you do too much of it? I'm sure there is a, a maximum dose. Do you um, trip out on iodine? <laughs> is this a new drug that Derek is going to show me? No, I, okay. I don't think so. Um, I don't think there's a way. I think if you do take too much of it, you'd probably hurt something like your liver or your kidneys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't no, think it would give you anything that. fun. Um, okay. I don't see how it could do anything fun. <laughs> I don't know. During the pandemic, my mom like gave me a thing of like a giant thing of zinc pills so i've been taking a zinc pill every day i don't know that's, <laughs> i don't know if that's doing anything but it's supposed to be for uh covid right was that why yeah, she gave it yeah, to you yeah, yeah. something um, about covid i don't know yeah because like if you have covid you can take zinc and that helps the symptoms because like any viral infection you get the flu anything like that you can take zinc and it helps um i don't it doesn't really work as a preventative <laughs> it's not like you take zinc I'm just and you won't zinc get covid for fun just therapeutic. i mean yeah. it's just good i mean zinc is good for you you need some zinc in your system so it's not like bad for you but like yeah because when my family all works in healthcare, so, so we like, all got covid together <laughs> how much how much zinc is it like one bottle of like sunscreen a week or like how much zinc do you need to well, that's zinc oxide. That's that, different. You're not going <laughs> to... Not the same thing. If you eat sun, <laughs> don't sunscreen, don't eat sunscreen. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, don't I'm eat sunscreen. I'm just making sure. Uh, zinc oxide, you're just... That's just going to go straight through. That's not going to absorb. Um, you okay. need, like, zinc, zinc. Which I did a reaction with zinc today. Did you know zinc's flammable? No, but that's fine. Zinc's flammable. Really? So you yeah. can light all those yeah, zinc light those pills on, on fire. fire yeah. Probably not. Those probably got <laughs> something else in them. But, like, if you have fine mesh zinc powder, it's flammable. That's a lot fine. of fine powders are flammable. Flour, like house, yeah. household flour, you Very throw it up flammable. in the air, it'll it'll catch fire. Well, that's why they say, like, if you're... Because I used to tell people if you have, like, an oil fire or something, mm-hmm. like a grease fire, you should put it out with flour. But you should not do that. No. Yeah, I got some other grease fire. So. Yeah. Yeah, you want to, like, just put the lid on or, like, a plate over top, something like that. Yeah. So, because, yeah. Um, at work, we have, like, you know, those hoods that, like, suck air out of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a fire system that's, you just shut the hood, and then it, you press a button, and then it sucks a bunch of air. So it sucks all the oxygen out of the hood, and that'll put the fire out. But apparently it'll suck everything else, yeah. <laughs> any, like, paper or anything, like, like, lightweight the, you have in your hood, mm-hmm. it's going to go up the vents. It's like the door lock in space, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that's what it, it's like. I haven't done it because, like, I guess at some point, some some chemist was using it to like just clean their hood, like because we get like little like silica gel particle, like little dust particles and stuff in there. So they'd shut their hood and turn on the vent and just suck everything up. The this vents. is like the chemist version of pulling the fire drill, like yeah. the suck hood button, you know? Yeah, yeah. But eventually, everything got like clogged up there, and I guess it caused a fire in some buildings. So my advisor was like, "Do not do that." <laughs> like when we first got into our lab, she was like, "Do not do this." And I was like, "I would never even think of that, but I knew somebody would have." So it's good to good to put that out there. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, there's always a lazy person who's like, "I know an easier way to do this." <laughs> yeah, work smarter, not harder, is not always the best plan in chemistry lab because <laughs> fire. But yeah, so I just want to like end this to talk about like everyone's. Um, you know, really worried about this, but I really don't, I think it's a lot of fear mongering, a lot of like political posturing. I really don't think there's a real, 
threat right now. Um, if that changes, we'll make an update episode, I guess. Um, <laughs> Nuclear fallout buy, episode two. <laughs> buy your iodine pills now. That, that'll be the title. That'll be the title. <laughs> buy iodine pills now. Um, no, I'm just kidding. People are worried that this will also like hurt the transition to nuclear power because a lot of people are really worried that um, we're going to go back to coal and, and fossil fuels instead of switching to nuclear power. Because at the end of the day, nuclear power is cleaner in terms of global warming than any fossil fuel power source, right? Like, yes, we get nuclear waste, but we get a lot less waste. Like, volume-wise, the amount of waste is very small, and we're not putting off carbon dioxide. So, you know, this this war has made it made it people worry that we're not going to make this transition to nuclear power and, and help halt glo- global warming, right? I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, what's probably going to happen is actually more of a push to nuclear power because a lot of the world's oil actually goes through Russia. A lot of coal, or not oil, but um, coal goes through Russia. And so a lot of our power plants run on coal. People want to stop working with Russia because of what they're doing in Ukraine. So they're going to switch to nuclear power um, to get away from their dependence on Russian imported fossil fuels. Um and so I really think that this is not going to even cause a dim- an issue on that end. Um, apparently, Turkey and Finland are actually working with Russia to build nuclear power plants for right now for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, that was an information to me. But they're actually going to try to get out of those deals and go with someone else to help them build their nuclear power plants instead of relying on Russia. Um, so really... I can't see how this would do anything but hurt Russia at this point to continue what they're doing. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem good. I mean, I think the only guy in Russia is doing okay is Snowden. I think he's uh, I think he's doing okay, but everybody else seems to be struggling. What about Snowden? So, that oh, was just my alarm. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it just uh, like it just seems like Snowden seems like he's doing okay in Russia. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not under arrest? Question mark? No, I don't think so. He just, he? He's like holed up in his apartment in Moscow. I don't think they can like. I thought he could go out. I thought they gave him. I think they just recently gave him Russian citizenship. Right. But he doesn't like we can't do anything about him. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying I don't want to do American anything. hero. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm for the leaked documents. So. Yes. <laughs> I want I want to know. Well, I don't want to know everything because um, I like to sleep. But I didn't know he got Russian citizenship. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a couple of weeks ago or something that. He, like, they approved or whatever his Russian citizenship. Hmm. Or so whatever the next phase was. I don't know. Are they going to give us back that basketball player? Yes. They are? I think so. Okay. I think there's going to be a prisoner exchange. I was going to say, I didn't, like, Dennis Rodman go over there and he was like, hey. <laughs> He's like, you like basketball? I'm basketball. Right. But I think we're giving them, like, an arms dealer or something. So I don't know. I don't yeah. Know that's a fair trade. She's a basketball player. Like... Yeah, um, she just had drugs. Leave her, let her go. You're doing this out of spite. It's real petty of you. Yeah, um, it was definitely done for like political reasons, and and um, a lot of people were quick to like write her off because so she she said that she brought like little containers of um, marijuana oil for like a vape. Um, and that's probably not even true because with how the Russian system works, you have to confess to your crime. Like, you have to confess to your crime or else you will get a worse punishment period at the end. Mm -hmm. And so even if she did not do that, she has to admit to it or else she will never get out. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how it, that's kind of how it works. So it's like, 
Yeah, so people are, I'm like, you can't even go off of her admission of guilt because of how the Russian system works. Like, right. you can't rely on that. Like, they could have detained her for no reason, and she would still have to say this, or else she would never go, never be able to leave. <laughs> so, um, but people are really quick to, like, write her off. Well, well, she broke the law, so she has to go to jail now. And it's like, okay, but, like, does a little thing of marijuana oil... Um, Really warrant her doing, like, staying in jail for that long. Yeah, and it's not even jail. It's a penal colony. Like, she's going to have to do, like, hard labor. The place of those big Russian dogs outside. Oh, Jesus. But, yeah, here's an update. When it's not, like, a big crime that hurt anybody else. Exactly. Like, it's not a crime that hurt anybody else. Um, And people were talking about that that I thought was interesting because people were, like, um, talking about how this would not happen to an NBA player, like a men's NBA player, because Mm. they don't have to go work in other countries on their off-seasons. Right. Because WNBA doesn't make as much money. Right. And so they have to work on the off-seasons, whereas NBA <coughs> players don't have to do that. And the other thing people don't consider is that I believe she's she's uh, LGBT. And, like, mm-hmm. Russia's notoriously oh, yeah. anti-LGBT. Yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not uh, for that. Yeah, let's see. Well, she, the Russian court found her guilty, sentenced her to nine years in a penal colony. I guess they're still negotiating. I don't think she's been released yet. Well, this is as, as of September 15th. She has not been released yet. But she's basically like a political prisoner. Yeah. Because she's still being held. Yeah, as far as I can tell. Oh my god, apparently there's American basketball players in Russia. What are they doing there? Oh, are they there to like get her? No, American men are playing basketball in Russia. Oh. Is what this one says. Oh, it's the New York Times. I don't know. It's just the title. I can't read it. Because the New York Times makes you pay for everything. The paywall. I love how they think that people are going to pay for stuff. Right? Like, Like, no, I'm just going to infer all the information that I need from that headline. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And go from there. I don't know if that's true or not, because I can't read past the headline, New York Times. Yeah. I get it. You want me to pay for stuff because, like, you're a business or whatever. But, like, I don't know. At least yeah. be nice to your to like students. Give students a free one. Or like do like the uh, like what is it? The uh, one of the things it'll let you like look at two articles and then you got to wait yeah. another month. And so what I do is have multiple browsers. So I can look at two articles on each browser. So that and I'm does probably, that work? Yeah, like like Vulture, like you know, like I'll check Vulture comedy. Yeah. Bench. And so yeah, so like you do it, like you can get like two in uh, you know whatever the Internet Explorer, and then two in Chrome, two mm. in Firefox. Yeah, so. you can also use like incognito windows to do that. Do the incognito windows work? Yeah. Hmm. That's what I do. Good to know. I'll have to start doing that. Yeah. Because, like, I want to read want to read my articles. Yeah. And then they won't I let me. I don't know if it works for the New York Times. I want you to pay for, like, everything. But for the ones that they, like, only let you read a few articles a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Washington Post does that. Yeah, Texas Monthly is like that, too. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Well, hacks for the listeners, too. I had pills and incognito windows. Yeah. <laughs> Russia, Ukraine, don't panic. Bring your towel. Bring your towel. Don't <laughs> panic. The towel doesn't actually do anything. This is a reference to another movie. 42, the answer to everything. 42 is the answer to everything. Plugs, what's your uh, social media handles? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, Twitter. Um, all one word, S-L-Y-D, Sly D. That's why I like to call it. I'm on an, an Instagram, Sly underscore D, because somebody stole that one from me before I could get it. <laughs> And uh, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, we can check out Laugh Up City on Facebook, uh, where we'll be doing shows. I I host an open mic at the Lantern Tavern on Wednesdays in Lubbock, Texas, and uh, that's pretty much it. Cool. Um, follow us at Cowboy Chem at Cowboy Chemistry Cowboy at Cowboy Chemistry Podcast on the different 
ones that we have. And here comes outro music because I'm bad at ending the podcast. Goodbye. Apoptosis is going mad, my liver's gonna fail. Maybe it's from the radium I use to paint my nails. Well, say you hate me, carbon date me, throw me in the sea. I'll be back with time because I'm made of stardust and chemistry. Of stardust and chemistry. Hey.